Hey Solomon, this is J. Rosemary. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and alone? I know when my children were younger, there was a lot of times I felt alone. That's why I started Solomon's Talk, this podcast. But you're not alone. You don't have to parent alone. And I, I keep repeating it because it's something that it seems we are convinced that we are alone. But reach out to me. I'm here for you. I can talk you through anything that's going through your mind. Because believe me, I've gone through some stuff. You can tell from listening to these podcasts that I empathize with you. And I understand and can connect with what's happening with you. So click the link below and book a one-on-one with me. We could just chat. Uh, No obligation, no... um, no commitment, just chat. And so don't parent alone. Click the link below and book a, book a chat with me. And no obligation, confidential and safe place to talk about you. Tired, weary, frustrated? What would you be doing if you weren't raising children alone? What's stopping you from living your best life now? On Solar Mom's Talk, I discuss with solar mothers the challenges you face raising children alone. So if you're a working solar mom dealing with independent children, insensitive bosses, weight and health issues, or even debt collectors, join us as we discover your path to get and stay healthy, increase your income, and live with joy and purpose. In this battle of life. Hard to keep your head above the water. So win this fight. Today I'm speaking with Brooke Simonson, a certified nutrition coach and weight loss expert. Welcome, Brooke. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. Could you tell us about you? We're going to talk about nutrition and weight loss and all that fun stuff we women love to <laughs> gossip about. <Yeah. laughs> But first, tell us about Brooke. Yeah, of course. So uh, like you said, I'm Brooke Simonson. I'm a certified nutrition coach, and I specifically help people with weight loss. Um, And I actually didn't start in this career. I started out being a teacher. I taught high school English for 12 years. And Mm -hmm. after college, I started teaching right at 22. Lots of changes. You know, when you graduate from college, you start your first job. I also had some physical changes as well. So I just noticed I didn't have as much energy as I once did. I was pretty sluggish. I just had this uptick in cravings and I was hungry all the time. I ended up gaining about 20 pounds in my 20s and really just couldn't figure out what was going on. I thought, oh, maybe it's because I have a job now and I'm not sleeping as much or maybe I'm more stressed. Maybe it's because I'm getting older, even though I was in my 20s. (laughs) So I definitely wasn't old (laughs) by any means. But I did, I think, what a lot of us women do. We resort to different diets that we see or I join the gym and I exercise six, sometimes seven days a week. Sometimes I would do a juice cleanse or I would read about some detox or take supplements. I would get upset with myself for not having better willpower or self-control. And for years and years, I honestly just couldn't figure out what was going on with me and how to get back 
to looking and feeling my best. So I ended up doing what I do and what I know best, which is researching. I love, I'm kind of a nerd in that way. And I always love teaching myself new things. Uh So I kind of made it a hobby to get my hands on as much information as I could about nutrition, you know, eating healthy long-term, losing weight, health. I read a lot of books, tons of scholarly articles. I ended up enrolling in an institute called the Institute of Transformational Nutrition, which is how I got my certification as a nutrition coach. And it really was just doing for my own knowledge. I wasn't at the time planning on doing that full-time because I was working, as I said, as a teacher. But I just, Uh my passion became just learning as much as possible. And then I started using myself as a guinea pig and trying different things I was learning. And what do you know, I was able to lose the weight and then also keep it off long term because I ended up changing habits and implementing new ones that work for my unique lifestyle. And I'm sure we'll talk about Uh that, but that's really the critical piece of there's so many sort of one size fits all approaches out there where people are only able to get short term results because they're not able to sustain the rules of these strict diets or the habits long term really comes down to learning, first of all, what works in general for weight loss and optimal nutrition, but then also learning about yourself and your own body and what you'll be able to sustain. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for sharing with us. Yeah. And it's funny that always adversity, depending on how we embrace it, can usually lead us to new careers. Right? Yeah, exactly. I know. I I lived in, in New York City at the time when I was a teacher. And then my husband and I ended up moving to California to be closer to family. So it was kind of this perfect, fresh start in terms of a new state. And I thought mm-hmm. instead of getting a new teaching job, I want to use this new passion I have for nutrition and coaching and help other people have the same success I'd had. So it was kind of the perfect time to do that career change. But yeah, I definitely think a lot of people who end up doing some type of pivot in their lives, it often is inspired by personal experience. Well, I can tell you, it's no surprise that I'm one of those women who have gone through different iteration of, you know, weight management, weight loss, uh, weight control. When I was in my 30s, I was a size five and a very hot size five (laughs) I might have. (laughs) But for some reason, and I can't blame it on having children because I was a size five after my third child, my third and final child. I lost all the weight. But for some reason between that time and now, losing weight is a struggle. But you're right. The the mindset, and I want to talk about that because I believe that the foundation of all our things going on. (laughs) And I'm going to give you an example and then I'm going to ask you to take the floor because I just want you to cover this for me. You mentioned juice fast and I did a juice fast, 28 days. It wasn't just plain juice. It was juicing all kinds of vegetable. Jason Vale's program. I don't know if you heard of him. I didn't lose a lot of weight, which is fine by me, but I looked fresh and young and I felt energized, but I couldn't sustain that. Lasted for about eight months and I said, okay, I'm just going to relax and I relaxed and so did my body. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think what's interesting about these juice fasts or, you know, any type of kind of detox or cleanse. Oftentimes what's happening is we are 
when we're doing the juice thing, we're getting more nutrients from like the fruits and vegetables you're juicing and probably you're eating fewer packaged processed foods. So you do look and feel amazing during that time. But like you said, you can't just drink juice forever, right? There's going to be a time when you have to go back to eating foods and then life gets in the way, right? There's always birthday parties and weddings and holidays. So Mm -hmm. really what I think the takeaway is, is that you feel better when you're consuming nutrient dental foods. So then instead of thinking Mm -hmm. that has to happen through a juice bath, switching, like you said, your mindset and thinking, how can I start incorporating more nutrient dense whole foods into my day-to-day life so I can get those same results and I can feel more energized and younger and more confident, but I'm not doing it through some short-term cleanse. I'm doing it through behavior modifications that are going to be able to stick with me forever. Right, right. So the key is to not look for, took me 20, 30 years to get here and I want to get there in a month, (laughs) right? In 30 days. You need to just focus more on the, the process. Like, remember that, that how how long it took to get here and, and try to develop a more long-term plan for your body. Exactly. I that makes sense? Yes, 100%. Yeah. You said it very well. I think we're living in this immediate results society. You know, we can get our packages in two days from Amazon and we get a lot of things just... <laughs> Very two hours, two hours exactly. We still don't understand how that happens, but <laughs> it's we do want immediate results, and that's fine, right? Yes. We're human, we want things to happen quickly for us. But really, if long term habit change is something you're interested in and making this more of a lifestyle rather than being in this yo yo diet pattern, then patience is key. And I like to tell my clients to kind of visualize it as if you're building a habit or a wall brick by brick. It happens slowly, but then once you get every brick in place, you have this dirty foundation and it's not going to happen overnight, Uh but it's so much more worthwhile to do the slow, gradual changes and to see the long-term effects of those versus just the quick fix. And then what happens to a lot of people, especially women, you know, who were usually kind of the targets of these diets and these juice cleanses and things, is that you'll Mm -hmm. lose the weight if that's something you're trying to do. So women will come to me and they'll say, I lost 20 pounds doing keto, for example. And I'll say, okay, Uh tell me more about that. And then they'll say, well, I lost it all, but then I gained back 25 or 30. So sometimes these things things help us lose weight very quickly in the short term, but then we end up gaining back that weight and possibly even more when we stopped following the strict rules, which is just problematic. There's research that suggests, I mean, you just kind of throw your body out of whack and make it tougher for yourself to lose the weight when you're constantly doing the yo-yo up and down diet pattern. So the idea is to hop off that roller coaster as soon as possible. Yeah, I I agree. And I've experienced that and I've thought through that. So uh, I appreciate you confirming that (laughs) idea in my mind. Yeah, you are spot on. The other thing you mentioned was how we tend to, because we watch someone, you know, talk about their diet or read a plan and think, oh my God, if it it does that for them, it it must be able to do it for me. And then we try it and we're disappointed because we're not them. I'm not you. Yeah. You know, and my body wasn't made like yours and doesn't respond the same way yours does. Talk about that and how we can 
learn to listen to our bodies. Yeah, I think it can be so enticing, especially if it's a close friend or, you know, somebody you really trust and they, let's go back to keto. Maybe they did lose 20 pounds doing keto. But sometimes you may see their initial excitement in their Facebook post or whatever it is they're doing, and you may not see the aftermath. So uh-huh. typically people aren't going to pop right. back on and post, oh, actually I gained all the weight back or actually this is really tough on me mentally because I feel like I'm restricting so many foods. They're not going to probably give you the whole story. So uh-huh. I would keep that in mind. If somebody seems like they're getting miraculous results, it may be too good to be true. And exactly as you stated, it may not be sustainable for you. So one thing I would always look right. for in a new eating pattern you're trying or you know a new lifestyle change is what level of personalization is there. In my group coaching program, uh-huh. even I teach you research-backed principles that work so that you learn how different foods interact with your body and which foods can help you stay full longer and be less nasty, for example. But then how you implement that is really up to you. There are so many ways yes. to get to the end result. And one size fits all eating patterns don't work because everybody right. has different likes, dislikes, budget constraints, time constraints, cultures. I mean, we're all so unique. So it doesn't make sense that one perfect diet would be the answer. And that's where yeah. we really get tripped up is we, we are fed that idea that you have to do this or you have to do that. But really what you have to do is what works for you. And it's just a process of figuring that out. And it's a lot simpler than you might think. It may seem way too hard to do, but once you start making little habit tweaks here and there and then tuning in of how do I feel? Is this working? Is this not working? Should I keep doing this? Should I tweak it a bit? Um, it's just a, a self-discovery right. process. And the more self-aware you are, the more empowered you become. And it's it's just a really cool experience. Yes, yes. I agree with that because, and it's just like recipes. I do it with recipes. I don't ever follow a recipe exactly as is because there's something, always something in there that I can't have right. or, you know, I need in another way. And it's the same way I think you're saying with how we we approach eating. Yeah, that's such a great analogy, right? actually. Yeah, to think of, you know, how yeah. you kind of ad-lib recipes. That's why I'm a terrible baker. <laughs> because baking, you have to follow it. <laughs> and I never do. And then I end up having the most disgusting yeah. cookies ever. So... <laughs> Yeah. All right. So we're going to just talk about less about me (laughs) and more of what might help our audience. Can we debunk some of the nutrition and weight loss myths that are out there? Sure. Uh, I think that we sometimes fall for. Yeah. I think one of the biggest myths that perpetuates our culture is that the focus, if you want to lose weight, it should be on weight loss. But really, you've got to shift your Uh. focus to weight maintenance. And are you going to be able to maintain? maintain whatever you're doing long-term. So I like to use what I call the 100-year test. So before you start something new, kind of assess it. What am I going to be doing here? How is this person, this coach or this nutritionist, or if it's a meal plan you're following, ask yourself, am I going to be able to do this for 100 years? And if the answer is no, then you need to understand that any success you get from that isn't going to be long-term. It's going to be short-lived success. Uh you want to find somebody who's helping you create habit changes that work for you. I mean, you're a busy mom, you're a solo mom, right? Like you're different from everybody else. So the habit changes Uh that work uh for a man in his early 20s aren't going to be so 
same that probably worked for a woman in her 40s with three children. So I just think to be sure there's some level of personalization, make sure there's some type of accountability built into the program because that's where a lot of people struggle. The majority of people hire me, uh-huh. they say two things. They want to lose weight. So, okay, that's why they're coming to me. And secondly, they just say, I need somebody to hold me accountable. I need that piece. And they know right. they've tried all of the things years past, but uh-huh. now they're ready to show up from those for themselves. And they know that the best way to do that is to have kind of a coach or cheerleader in their corner, guiding them and supporting them every step of the way. So yeah, I'd say, you know, that's yeah. one of the big myths out there. Another one that I've kind of touched on is that there is some one size fits all plan that works for everybody. That's also a myth. Some people mm-hmm. do better with more protein and, you know, more fiber. It's just really about listening to your body and learning right. what's, what's best for you. And a lot of things, for example, if you add a ton of fiber into your diet all at once, you may feel very bloated. You may have, you know, digestion issues. So if some diet is having you uh-huh. eat all fruits and vegetables and all whole grains and you've never done that before, you're probably not going right. to feel that good, right? So it's just then yeah. tuning into your body and thinking, okay, maybe this is too much. You know, how can I kind of backpedal a little bit and go slower? But I think just the self-discovery piece is key and just being open to learning your own body and what it needs and then getting the evidence-based information to guide you towards your goals so you're not following uh-huh. something that somebody just <laughs> made up because they decided, I don't know, I'll eat kale every day for 30 days and I felt great. Yeah. So, you know, be sure something based in evidence. Right, right. I think a lot of these diets were probably developed by somebody who had success with it personally and then they decided to share it as gospel. Yeah. And I think that's what happened. The other thing I think from what I'm seeing is that most of these diets are developed by men, you know, men with six packs and it doesn't work for a woman, you know, in childbearing age or, you know, menopause. (laughs) But we we have to learn that, right? Yeah, 100%. And yeah, a lot of the research too is done on men. I mean, it's tough to find sometimes what works best for women. I think we're getting closer to that. And but really, all you can trust is how something is making you look and feel. So, you know, take the research for what it is, but then also the what works for you. Right. Yeah, exactly. Thank you very much. Okay, so tell us about the 3A approach for no nonsense and sustainable weight loss. I like that word. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I know. I usually end up in interviews saying sustainable, long-term so many times. <laughs> like how many synonyms can <laughs> I come up with for, <laughs> for this? But the 3A approach is really what I developed after the years of research and trial and error myself. What I figured okay. out is that healthy, sustainable weight loss boils down to awareness, attitude, and accountability. So awareness is figuring out what are the evidence-based practices that actually work when it comes to not just Mm -hmm. losing weight in the short term, but keeping it off long term. Attitude is critical. Your mindset about the weight loss, you know, you said that's probably the most important piece, really. And a lot of these restrictive diets or, you know, when you're given a list of rules to follow, they're not taking into account the mindset you're coming from and the attitude you have of, you know, if I have one cookie, did I fall off the wagon? And is it diet starts Monday? And we have to kind of undo (laughs) 
all of these things that we've maybe thought for many years when we've been a part of this diet culture and really adopt a mindset for the long-term success we're after. And then the accountability is the third A. Like I said, you know, having somebody hold you accountable, whether it's a coach, a partner, a sibling, a friend, that can boost your odds of success by up to 95% uh-huh. research suggests. So even, you know, just making those yeah. initial okay. habit changes until they're a way of life, having accountability can be really critical. So awareness, attitude, and accountability, yeah. those are the three A's you want to look for before starting any new program. All right. that I like that. Awareness, attitude, and accountability. Yep. Three A's of weight loss. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And what is Brooke grateful for today? Oh, man, I think my health. Health is wealth. And even if you amass Mm -hmm. all the riches in the world, it means nothing if you don't have your health to enjoy it. So every single day, I'm grateful for that. that. Yes, thank you for sharing. And how could we get in touch with you? Of course, yeah. I would say the best place to go for more information about my programs. And I also have a podcast cast is thehealthinvestment.com. And then if you want to reach out to me okay. on Instagram, I'm very active on that platform. Feel free to send me a message or just say, I heard you or ask me a follow-up question. Find me there at the health investment okay. as well. Okay. All right. And we'll put that in the show notes so people could get in touch with you. Great. I thank you, Brooke, for coming and talking to me today. This is a very, it's one of those subjects that keeps going, you know, like energize a bunny. <laughs> and unfortunately, it's just the way, it's just the way of life for some of us women always trying to find a solution definitely yeah. to looking and feeling good yeah exactly yeah. the feeling good yeah most people come to me for the looking good part that's kind of front and center in their brain but then what really yeah. ends up happening is when you feel good that's the change that everybody yeah. loves the most yeah yeah definitely so anything else I mean, I think we covered a lot. I just would encourage listeners to reach out to me. I love people will pop into my Instagram messages and say, sorry to bother you. And I say, no, no, it's never a bother. That's the fun part of social (laughs) media for me is meeting the people who are, you know, behind the follower numbers. So definitely pop over and introduce yourself. Okay. Thank you. I will. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Brooke Simons. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. For talking to me today. Thank you. Sure. Thanks for listening. Many of us as moms struggle with weight gain, especially as we approach middle age. For some of us, it's been a lifelong battle. It's the reason why I try to bring you as many health experts as possible on this podcast. But the challenges that come with raising children alone can force us to pay less attention to our own health. I encourage you to take some time to focus on your health. Start learning what you can about how to care for your body. There's no guarantee, but you can be certain that by taking care of yourself, you get a chance to be around a lot longer in a more healthy way. Best of all, your kids will thank you for it. And remember, you're not alone and you don't have to parent in silence. Hello, solo moms. As a solo mom of three adult sons, I understand the challenges you face on a daily basis. As a mentor, my mission is to help you shift your mindset and empower you to take control of your life, to see yourself as God sees you. I know that unresolved trauma can be a heavy burden to carry and parenting alone can be a lonely journey, but 
it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to know that you are not alone. You have the strength and resilience to overcome your challenges and create the life you desire. I want to help you to make the effort to tackle unresolved trauma and change your perspective so you can live the life you deserve. I offer complimentary consultation where we can discuss how to move forward, create a plan to help you heal and empower you. You can schedule a consultation by emailing me at jenatjrosemarie.com or by calling plus one nine one seven nine nine four one three two nine or schedule a consultation with the link below i am here for you and i want to help you take the first step towards healing and empowerment don't let unresolved trauma hold you back any longer don't parent in silence so take action today and let's work together to empower you to live the life you desire.